afternoon, everyone. It is a few minutes before 2 p.m. on October the 21st, 2020. We want to take a moment and welcome everyone to the CVMI Open Door Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie Gizzy back with you again. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a Bible study today and just kind of discuss some things that are um, happening in our present world, uh, something that has really been uh, dealing with me a lot, um, how the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me, rather, um, because we see um, we see this happening on um, a greater scale. So we want to deal with this uh, in just a few moments. We're going to deal with the subject of what is truth. Uh, before we get going, I do want to welcome everybody and thank you for tuning in. If you are listening to us through a uh, podcast platform, please subscribe to this and help us um, get the message spread out as far as we can. I want to take a moment and apologize to our listeners for uh, a, a little bit of a sound issue we had on our first broadcast. I posted uh, the very first message last evening, and unbeknownst to me, I uh, didn't know it until after we had finished it and after we had posted that the uh, the audio had dropped out or had, had diminished very significantly about 10 seconds in, and you had to turn the volume up uh, to a very high level to be able to hear it. So I'm uh, going to try this again um, through some of the software that I have, and if this doesn't work, then we'll have to figure something else out. But um, if you heard that um, and you noticed that, I do sincerely apologize for that. But anyway, let's get into um, the, the subject at hand. Um, again, uh, I want to talk to you for a few moments about or ask the question, and maybe we can answer it. What is truth? Um, we live in a day now, and as I said a few moments ago, um, this be has become something that uh, it seems to be very difficult to find anymore. Um, you would think that uh, everybody would have would would be truthful, you know, whatever they they say, uh, how they conduct themselves in their everyday life. You would think that uh, truth would be something uh, would be a pillar that a lot of people would want to stand uh, or be supported by. Rather, uh, unfortunately, in our day and age, we don't see truth. Um, in the public circles as much as we used to. And I'm going to say this sadly, even in some Christian circles, we don't see truth like we used to. Uh, it, you know, it's just one of those things that um, seems to be a, maybe, a, depending on your outlook, a, a forgotten uh, commodity or a forgotten quality. Um, you know, I try to, everything I do and everything I say, I do my best to be, um, you know, as honest as possible. Um, I don't ever want to be labeled a liar. I don't ever want to be labeled a deceiver. So, you know, with that said, you know, especially in, in Christian circles today, we need to strive to promote truth. We need to strive to um, push truth as much as we can. We we want to be uh, we want to be truth speakers and truth seekers. So, with that said, I I wrote this thought down the other day. And it really, um, it really speaks volumes into this subject. If we begin at the wrong place, we will ultimately arrive at the wrong destination. Meaning if you develop an opinion or you formulate an opinion or a, um, a belief, if you formulate these things based on the wrong starting point, 
then you're always going to arrive at the wrong destination. Now, one of the influences, actually two of the influences that we see today, um, we see yeah, it, it's impossible to get accurate news. And, and the two um, largest, um, I guess the two groups that are the guiltiest, let's say it that way, the two groups that are the guiltiest when it comes to pushing a false, nar false narrative um, would be the mainstream news media, and I'm not limiting that to one side of the political spectrum or the other. Um, you see it on both sides, uh, you know, and then another, um, another pusher of untruth, you see this throughout social media. Um, you know, here we are in the United States, we are just a couple weeks away from an election, from the general election of 2020. We're going to be electing a president, we're going to be electing our House of Representatives, we're going to be electing, um, see who maintains or, or who takes over the majority of the United States Senate. And, you know, all these different uh, politicians and all these different candidates, um, you, you don't know who or what is telling the truth. Now, I, I will say this. I, I do I, – I have an issue with um, anybody. Again, it doesn't matter. I, I am a registered independent. I do not uh, take one political leaning or the other. Um, I follow the candidate or support the candidate who – best follows the views of scripture so um you know when when people have been holding down a position for x number of years and have i don't know maybe have not done anything and again this is a republican and a democrat thing you see this on both sides of the aisle um if you've done nothing for x number of years and now all of a sudden you're running for whatever it is you could be janitor whatever you run for something and say, vote for me because I'm going to change things. It, that, that doesn't really hold much water with me, and there's a lot of people in um, this country today that feel the same way. We want truth. Um, everything that we see or everything that is a narrative that is pushed, we everything is slanted. It's biased in either one direction or the other. Um, one of the most fascinating things that I have learned, and um, I, I saw this about four or five years ago, National newspapers, newspapers that are uh, published across this country or are um, uh, sold, published, and, and sold nationally. Um, it's been proven that they are known to alter their article headlines based on the leanings, whether it's a social leaning, whether it's a political leaning, whether even it's a religious leaning of particular cities or regions in this country. Um, I know that you, if you, depending on where you live, if you do a, a certain uh, type of a search on a particular search engine online, you may be in one place and somebody else that you know may be in another place and you search the same thing and you find out that everybody's getting different results. So y it's, it's very difficult to navigate through um, a lot of this untruth. It, it, you know, you've got a lot of folks that if they see something, they just naturally believe it. Well, you know, the purpose of this podcast is that we measure everything by the Word of God. We measure everything that goes on in our natural world based on what the Scriptures say. Now, it, you know, the, the sad thing, and I think maybe this is something that, that probably eats at more me, eats me at more eat at me more than it does most people is in some circles, in some circles of Christianity today, it's almost impossible to get true and accurate and sound biblical teaching 
from mainline preachers, mainline teachers, mainline televangelists. Um, you see this push. There's a more of a desire to be seeker sensitive and more of a, a desire to, um, you know, or a demonstration rather of being non-controversial. Uh, and I'll give you a perfect example of this. One of the things that you hear today, and, and this is something that just blows my mind, you hear Christian pastors, Christian televangelists make statements like this. There are multiple paths leading to God, quote unquote. Now, as somebody who has read the Word of God, as somebody who studies the Word of God, as somebody who preaches the Word of God, there are not multiple paths that lead to God. There's only one path that leads to God. For anybody to say that there's multiple paths, then we've got to, again, measure this against the Word of God. And what does the Word of God say? The Word of God says this, Let God be found true, though every man be found a liar. That's in Romans chapter 3, verse number 4, Paul writing to the, the Christians in Rome. He said, let but God be true and let every man be a liar. He's saying that man is going to fail you. Man is going to speak untruth, but God is always going to speak truth. So what did God speak? What did God speak? John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus settles this argument. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. You can't... You, you, can't see God, you can't experience God, you can't have fellowship with God unless you go through Jesus Christ first. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 23, he said, we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Gentiles foolishness. He said that the emphasis is Christ crucified. If it wasn't for the cross, if it wasn't for the resurrection, we do not have access to the heavenly father and praise God because of what Jesus did at Calvary's cross, we do have access. For people today that make statements like uh, they don't believe that God is real or they look at the word of God and they treat it as just a, a book or they treat it as a fairy tale. You know, the people that say, well, maybe Jesus was a good man, but um, he wasn't the savior and he for sure wasn't the son of God. And you have people today, you even have some that call themselves Christians that don't even believe in the existence of God. Well, God even answers the skepticism of the unbeliever. If you're listening today and you've questioned, and, and you know, when I, see, when I hear people make that statement, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I always ask them is, what church, where did you get hurt? In what church were you hurt? In what church were you let down? In what church were you disappointed? Because I've noticed this, that more times than not, that when people have such a, an animosity towards the Bible or such an animosity towards um, God himself, Chances are they have been wounded or they've been hurt inside of a Christian church before uh, by Christian people. And that's always my, my question. You know, who hurt you? Why do you say there is no God? If, if you're looking for God in people, there's problem number one. Remember what we said. If you begin at the wrong place, you're always going to ultimately arrive at the wrong destination. And if you're looking, you know, if, if you're looking for God and you're, you're trying to find him through the frailty of a human being, you're going to be disappointed. Now, I'm not saying that that gives us an excuse not to be Christ-like. That does not give us an excuse to live a life outside of holiness. We have to, as Christians, if we're going to be true blood-bought children of God, we have to live according to the, 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 what the Word says, and it says that we're to be holy because he's holy. We're to be righteous because he's righteous. But the, the fact of the matter remains that people will always let you down. But the thing I've learned is you will never be disappointed by God. You will never, ever, ever be disappointed by God. So to anybody who is a skeptic as far as, you know, as it pertains to the things of Christianity, 
God answers that question. He answers that dilemma. In Psalm 14, 1, and again in Psalm 53, verse 1, this is what the Word of God says. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It says, if you believe there is no God, you're foolish. You know, we look at... Um, we look at the things going on around us in this world, and, and you see every I, I see God in everything, folks. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I can honestly tell you that as I look around this natural world, now you're talking to someone or you're listening to someone, rather, who has seen both sides of the aisle or both sides of the fence. I have lived for God, and there was a time in my life I didn't live for God. It was never that I denied him. I just didn't live for him. I didn't want to live for him. I, I wanted to do things my way, but he I never got too far that he couldn't pull me back in before it was too late, and I give him praise for that. And I will tell you, the the I have, I'm living more a of a full life now, a life in fullness, than by serving him and by living for him than I ever did when I was living by the foolishness of this world. You know, if we're going to place our belief in the person and power of God this is based upon one thing. It's based on faith. You know, I, I um, when I have talked with people who believe in the Big Bang Theory or the theory of evolution, and they try to give all these reasons as to why God doesn't exist or um, that evolution is the, the, the way to go, um, you know, and again, the Big Bang Theory and all that jazz, um, when I hear people talk about that, you know, and they, they say, you know, you're, you're operating by blind faith. Well, I could say the same thing to the skeptic because I want you to think about this, folks. I, w I want you to think about this statement I'm about to make. Do you understand that to, to believe in God, it just takes faith in the fact that he is who he said he was, is, and always will be? You only have to have faith in him. To have faith in things like the Big Bang Theory, you have to put faith in all these different um, components. You have to put your faith in the fact that if ever let's look at this for a moment. If evolution, by its definition, is accurate, it's something that never stops. It's it's something that is always changing, always evolving. So you have to have oxygen levels. Um, you have to have uh, sunlight levels. You have to have water levels. You have to have all these things. And and this is j that's a s very small list what it takes to believe in um, the uh, the theory of, of evolution and the Big Bang theory. You gotta have all you gotta have faith in all these components and that at one moment in time they all lined up. Now it by the the uh, evolutionist teaching, this world has been um, around for millions of even into billions of years. They they can't even agree on what the accurate number is. So my problem is this if this world has been around for millions or billions of years, it is very arrogant to say that it, it was evolving all that time, and then all of a sudden we've come to a point where it's no longer evolving, that we, we've arrived at this spot where everything just lines up and, and nothing has changed after that. No, that's not how it works. If evolution is accurate, then you only have a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second where it would be possible for all the components necessary to sustain life on this planet. All those things would have to line up in, in one brief moment, and then they're gone again, meaning there's no chance at uh, sustaining life. But see, here, here's how we know. The, the, the scriptures are, are very clear. You know, folks, I, God knew what he was doing. 
it, in the beginning, God. That's, that's all you have to have faith in, in the beginning, God. He is who he said he was, he is who he says he is, and he is who he says he always will be. He has never changed. God has never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we praise his name for that. So let, let's look at this faith thing for just a moment. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, the writer says this, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We know according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, that without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, like I said just a few moments ago, I am living a, um, a fuller life than I ever did when I was living contrary to the word of God and contrary to the will of God. Uh, since I've, for almost 20 years now, being saved, being born again, um, y yes, I've had my rough moments. Yes, I've had my ups and downs. But God has brought me through everything. I, I have seen, again, both sides of the fence, and I am absolutely one million percent convinced that God is real. Um, it, it just it seems like every time I have a problem, he always provides the answer. And I thank him for that. And, you know, I, he's the only one that I can say in my lifetime. He's the only one I can say has always been truthful with me. He's never let me down. He's never let me go. And again, he's never left me and he's never forsaken me. And I know he never will. Um, we know faith is so necessary because, again, it, it's impossible to please him without it. And it says that if we come to God, Scripture says if we come to God, we must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I would encourage you today, believer and non-believer alike, sinner and saint alike, seek God. Not what man's perception of God is, not what man's description. See, here's the problem that we've run into, especially here in America. Scripture says God created man in the likeness of his image. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said, let us create man in our image. What we have run into here in the United States of America is this. Let us create God in our image. We want him to conform to our patterns. We want him to conform to our likes. We want him to conform to um, the things that we want. Folks, you can't box God in. He, we serve the God, the creator of heaven and earth and all things therein and everything in between. The, this God cannot be boxed in. This God does not live within the scope and within the bounds of our concepts of time, space, and distance. He is unique. He is God. He is the Almighty. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we praise him for that. We praise him that he has created us in his likeness and in his image. He doesn't conform to us. We have to conform to him. The beauty of our God is this, folks. He answers the question before it's ever asked. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, Jesus says this, When you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. God knows before you even ask. But being the good daddy that he is, I, I, I'm a parent, folks, and I love it when my children come to me, even if it's something I know they need. If they come to me and ask me for it, it, it just pleases me that they put enough trust in their daddy that if they have need of something that I'm going to do my very best to make that happen as long as it's not something that will hurt them. Um, but he does, he knows before we ask. But he still desires that we ask, and, and we, we do that. We praise him. We praise him 
um, for the fact that he is a loving God and, and he will um, supply all our need. It, scripture says that he will supply all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It doesn't say that he'll supply our want. It says that he'll supply our need. What He's not going to put us in a position where things are going to hurt us or things are going to harm us. He's going to give us what we need when we ask, when we diligently seek him, not necessarily what we want, but he will supply what we need. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, the word of God says this, it will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. But again, you got to understand, we can't ask out of selfish motives. Um, it, I believe it's in the book of James where it says we have not because we ask not. And then it says, it goes on, and the, the point's made, we have not because when we do ask, we ask with wrong motives. So again, we have to go before God with pure motives. We have to go before God with a pure heart. And if we do that, he will answer, and he will provide. And, and you know, some of the things I've noticed is there's been times I've asked God, and sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes I ask him for something, and the answer is no, and we just have to trust him that he knows best, that he knows best. And he will provide for us what is best. He will do for us what best fits his plan and his purpose for our lives. Again, he's not going to give us something that's going to cause us harm. He's not going to give us something that's going to cause us uh, or lead us down a, a path that leads to destruction. I want to read a passage of scripture to you, and we're about 20 minutes into this, and I, I'm going to finish up really soon with this. Um, I just want to do this a, a brief, um, you know, just a real brief teaching on faith and truth. In Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 11, the word of God says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. This is God speaking. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty or void, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Folks, again, I want you to understand this today, that God is true. God <laughs> is true, and ev let every man be a liar. He says that he will send his word, and it will not return unto him void. It will accomplish what he desires, and it will succeed in the matter for which he sent it. So, folks, again, this is just briefly, and maybe at another time we'll get into this a little deeper, but, and I want to just speak for a moment before we finish. I want to speak to those of you that are really struggling through this election cycle. Um, as a Christian, I have determined by faith that I'm not going to let these things bother me. I'm not going to get um, eaten up and torn up over, uh, you know, what we see happening in the political arena today. I just, I'm to the point, I don't care. God's in control. I will cast my vote. Um, I, I will cast my vote for the candidate or candidates that best follow the, the teachings of the Word of God. And again, that's not based on a political party. That is based on ideals. That is based, that is based on um, where they stand in regards to the Word of God. 
you know, if somebody will protect the rights of the unborn, I will vote for them. If they are one who will protect my rights as a Christian, I will vote for them. If they are one who will um, defend Israel, I will vote for them. If they go the other direction, I won't vote for them. If they will not protect the biblical understanding of marriage, I will not vote for them. I want to I want to follow what the word of God says, and I want to cast my vote for people who will stand up for what the Bible says. Having said that, I don't want to I hate it when I see people get uh, really upset and really um, you get fired up over uh, the you know the things that you know as we get closer to the election when when a candidate doesn't necessarily line up with them and you see the posts on social media and you see the opinions you see the words you hear the words um, folks listen cling to God just cling to God you're not going to get truth from a public arena you're not going to get truth from mainstream news you're not going to get truth from social media. Uh, I would encourage you to watch, if you have Netflix, watch the documentary Social Dilemma. Look at what is being pushed by social media in this country. Um, I have social media accounts, and the only reason I have them is simply for ministry purposes. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even have social media accounts. Um, it, it's just easy to get caught up in that bubble, and, and this is why it's so important that we've got to cling to God. When you find out that social media and news media will change the narrative depending on where you live or depending on what city, what region you're located, when you see this, when, when you see that it, even now it's impossible, going back to a point I made at the beginning, it's impossible to get true, accurate, and sound biblical teaching and doctrine from some mainline preachers and televangelists. They, again, they, want, they have more of a desire, and they demonstrate more of a desire to be non-controversial and seeker-sensitive. Folks, we've got to get people to Jesus Christ. If you are a part of the five-fold ministry, or if you're just a Christian in general, and if you're a Christian, then you are part of the five-fold ministry because I believe every one of us is called to be an evangelist. But when you see these things, and you know these things are going on, folks, we have to take a stand for the truth. We've got to tell people that it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. We've got to tell them that it's by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. That by which, That's the only way they can be saved. If they want to see God, if they want to see heaven, if they want to experience eternity in the presence of God, they've got to go through Jesus Christ, and that's the only way. And, folks, if that's controversial, then so be it. I guess I'm stirring up controversy. But, um, again, I just wanted to take a few moments and, and talk to you about truth and, and putting faith in God and why that's so vitally important. Um, we here at uh, the CVMI Open Door Podcast appreciate you for taking the time to listen today. We appreciate um, you subscribing. Uh, we appreciate you uh, just being a part of this ministry and, and doing what we can to see this ministry grow. Again, my name is Pastor Jamie Gizzy. This is the CVMI Open Door Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page for this ministry, for this podcast, CVMI Open Door Podcast. Um, you can email us at cvmiwv at gmail.com. Again, that email address is cvmiwv at gmail.com. Our mailing address here at the ministry is 84 Front Street, Lost Creek, West Virginia, 26385. Again, we thank you, and we pray God's blessing on you. And we just look forward to being back with you the next time. We hope you've enjoyed this today in Christ alone. We will see you very soon. God bless.